Welcome to the Dildorks, dorky discourse on sex, dating, and masturbating. My name is Kate Sloan. I'm a sex blogger, a sex journalist, and I'm getting deep, deep, deep inside your ears right now. Oh, that's gross. I didn't realize how gross that was going to be until I said it. (laughs) Who are you, friend? I'm just wading through earwax. We've talked about ear stuff in the past three weeks. Like, we got to quit with the ear stuff. (laughs) I don't want that to become our niche, you know? (laughs) I mean, I guess we'll find our people. (laughs) I don't think that those are our people, although we would welcome them with open arms and open ears. But (laughs) who are you, friend? I'm Bex. I'm a sex educator and a sex blogger, and I'm back. And I missed last week. It was very upsetting, and I was very sick. I know. I'm so glad you're feeling better, though. Yeah. Now I'm only slightly sick. Cool. Good. Well enough to talk to me today about the A spot. Woo! I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah. The so, I was very sick and also went to the hospital last week, where they told me I've had a UTI for five weeks. It's not Don't great, do that, y'all. Yeah, be careful about that shit. <laughs> like, get your shit checked out. It's okay. To be fair, it's not my fault. There was only one symptom, like yeah. n- none of the other ones I'm supposed to have were there. But whatever. It was. It was still a pretty noticeable symptom. But as I recall, you thought it was testosterone related, which yeah. I feel like when you start hormones, it's it's probably easy to be like, well, it's probably the testosterone. Yeah, testosterone changes everything, right? Nope. This was a UTI. <laughs> Uh, let's talk, I have no good segue for this. Let's talk about the ace one. <laughs> let's talk about other things in Bex's genital region. Yes. <laughs> I want to tell a joke that I tweeted this week, which might not work so well in a non-textual format, but it's so on point. It was, uh, if you fuck a Canadian deeply enough, you might hit their A spot. Pretty good joke, <laughs> eh, hoser? <laughs> I love making fun of Canadians, and I'm allowed to because I am one. Anyway, what is the A spot? Let's define. You seem like the person to define that more than me. You've written so much about it. Oh, so many words. So very many words about the A spot, yes. Uh, So it is a spot on the front wall of the vagina, much like the G spot, except it's deeper inside the vagina. It's in front of the cervix in this little dip upwards called the anterior fornix. And the spot is sometimes known as the AFE zone, which is short for the anterior fornix erogenous zone. And some people also call it the deep spot. And, uh, for me, it's, uh, some people will say to me, like, isn't that just your G spot? It's just, you have an abnormally deep G spot. And I hate when people say that because (laughs) they think they know my body better than I do. And I hate that shit. Um, cause to me, those spots feel really, really different. Like G spot sensations are more like that sort of sharp, um, slightly uncomfortable need to pee type of sensation that can be pleasurable for me in certain contexts. But the A spot is like a deeper um, pleasure that that is pleasurable right away rather than me needing to warm up to it. Um, yeah. Do you have anything further to add about what the A spot is? No, I think uh, for me, the G spot does feel different but in a different way like I don't need to warm up to the g-spot either mm-hmm. but the g-spot feels deeper in a different way so like not deeper in the vaginal canal but like it requires deeper pressure into my body mm. you yeah. know what I mean like pressure into the wall of the vagina so it's more um pressure that way like the way you would get at like a deep muscle Mm -hmm. where my a spot likes pressure but not as much it can just uh i can just tug on it Mm -hmm. and i like i experience my a spot differently from you which makes i didn't always necessarily recognize it as the a spot Mm -hmm. um but i've been using the outlaw a lot and realizing that i'm liking stimulation of an area deeper than my g-spot and it feels very different Mm -hmm. Uh, and 
And, like, the outlaw is not a toy that I would look at and be like, oh, hey, that's an A-spot toy. Right. So it's took me a while to be like, oh, no, I think I've been playing with my A-spot a lot lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember uh, when you came to my workshop a couple weeks ago, I-, I taught this workshop called Vagic Tricks, Hidden Hotspots of the Vulva and Vagina. And uh, one of the hidden hotspots I discussed was the A spot. And we were having this conversation about how, like, a lot of what I was teaching around that spot was basically communicating what I like and how I like that spot touched. And the reason for that is that there's not a lot of literature about this spot. Like, we have the original study, uh, which this Malaysian doctor did. It was a self-funded study done by this guy, uh, Dr. Chian in Malaysia. And, And he wrote down the sort of finger techniques that he employed which he describes as a scooping motion he goes into a little bit more detail about it in the study but it's basically like the sort of come hither motion that's often described for g-spot stimulation but just deeper but uh i mean aside from that and like things that i've written and a few things elsewhere on the internet there's not a lot of instructional materials about how to actually touch the a spot and i think that it's important to acknowledge that when i talk about it i am drawing from my own experiences and from what i've heard from a limited number of other people and that doesn't mean that that's how you touch the a spot that's like a starting point of knowledge for you and if you explore it you should try a whole bunch of different things and how see how yours likes to be touched if it even does because it might not and that's cool too Mm -hmm. do you remember how you first discovered yours was a thing i mean it was kind of like i was saying right like i've only recently been like noticing the distinction between that i think the big thing is going to using my outlaw a lot because i've been craving length a lot more and the Mm -hmm. outlaw is very long do you know um, how long it is uh i don't know let's find out (laughs) oh i don't have my tape measure next to me uh i don't know what is this like 10 inches oh my goodness that's very long (laughs) i was not prepared (laughs) that's by thick skin right yes yeah um wow that's a big dong on my computer screen yeesh wow yeah (laughs) it's like the height of my head that's about Mm. how tall it is (laughs) that's how you know a dildo is really good when it's bigger than your face (laughs) bex's face for scale um (laughs) as compared to the maverick um which is the same width uh, two inches in diameter, but more curved mm-hmm. and shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that one, I can take the entire length, whereas with the Outlaw, there's always, like, two uh, two or so inches outside my body. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that for the handle, because I found I had started using the Maverick, pushing it all the way into me, like, taking as much as I could and wanting more length. Yeah. Um, and then using the outlaw for a while and then going back to the Maverick, which had been my favorite before that. And I noticed how much shallower the sensation felt like when I was using the Maverick Mm -hmm. and how G-spot stuff was duller and more focused towards the entrance and like, like closer to the front of my hole and more like an ache. Yeah. Um, and more focused, yeah. whereas um, A-spot stuff feels, like, more melty, I guess. I always use the word melty, too. It's so funny. I was interviewed by a journalist recently for a story about the A-spot, and she asked me to describe, like, just list some adjectives that described that sensation for me, and I think I said deep, warm, melty, satisfying, but also, like, hungry, in a way. Yeah. And then there's also just like, for me, it's it's that sensation of like when you suddenly get significantly closer to orgasm and there's that moment where you're like, oh yeah, that, that right there, that. Um, and that's a spot stuff for me. Like that's, it feels like getting kicked up a few levels closer to orgasm almost immediately, which is why I describe it as like the closest thing I have to a press here for orgasm button. Um, because really, if I'm, like, struggling to come and then I add A-spot stuff in, like, I'll be fine. Yeah. Which is amazing for me to know about my body. And it's, like, frustrating that it took me this long to get there, you know. But I got there eventually. 
Because what happened was I used to, uh, when I first started having PIV sex when I was like 19, I got no pleasure out of it. Like it was like not painful or uncomfortable. It just like wasn't really anything. Uh, And my boyfriend at the time really wanted me to get off that way. And I just, I didn't even know how that could happen. Like for myself, Um, I started adding in clit stim which made it happen, but mostly I would have to like really focus on what was happening to my clit and kind of almost tune out the dick inside me. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't until we'd been doing that for quite a while that I started to notice that the dick could actually add to, like add something to the sensation. <laughs> um, and it was mostly when he was like very deep inside me making these like very small uh, in and out strokes, which I now know is the A spot. Um, and it's interesting because what I actually was like looking at this old, old journal of mine from like 2008, 2009, and I was describing how I was using this new dildo I had gotten. And I said something like motions, very deep, like small motions. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like I was using a dildo the same way in 2009 that I, I use it now. So apparently this spot was always a thing for me. Yeah. So I think something that was different for me was that I learned like g-spot stuff and internal stuff way before i learned any sort of like how to stimulate myself externally Mm -hmm. so i was always really acquainted with g-spot stuff and for me the a-spot wasn't so much of like a discovery of like oh man this is the way things feel good it was more like i kind of thought i was still doing g-spot stuff and then i was like wait, this is kind of different. Like, it was a (laughs) gradual progression. Yeah. And then going back to focus G-spot stuff, and I was like, oh, this isn't the same. (laughs) Um, And it it came from, like, a craving for deeper penetration than I was used to. Mm -hmm. Like, my body just decided that that's kind of what it wanted one day. And it was also interesting because it came as a part of fantasies of, so, like, length was never a big thing for me. Uh, I do like thinking about, like, overcoming a lot of girth and taking something really big as, like, an achievement. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's usually girth, not length, that I'm thinking about. But with lately exploring my A-spot more and more, it it came along with the idea of wanting to be able to take a lot of length. Mm -hmm. um, Which I think was interesting. Like, I don't know if the fantasies around that came first or if they developed when deeper stuff started feeling good or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought that was really cool and interesting. Yeah, that's so interesting. It's making me think about one of the dirty talk phrases that I come back to over and over in like fantasy and porn consumption is uh, the phrase, come all over my cock. Uh, yes. Which like some partners have said to me because they knew I liked it. And then some other partners have said it to me just like organically. Um, And every time it just like really does it for me. And now I'm thinking it's almost like a chicken or the egg situation where it's like, do I think that because if someone is all the way like deep inside me, I am literally coming all over their cock. uh, Like, do I eroticize that phrase because of how it relates to my personal anatomy or are those two things independent from each other? That's so interesting. Yeah, definitely. Do you play with your A-spot with partners? Do you instruct partners to touch it? I haven't really, but only because I hadn't really identified it until more recently, and I haven't really played with anyone that recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's something I might in the future. Um, but it just hasn't really come up yet, and it hasn't even... I don't know that I've gotten to a point where I sit down and I'm like, hey, I'm really craving A-spot stuff right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if it's become divided that much in my brain as opposed to, like, I'm craving penetration right now. Interesting. Yeah, because I definitely have, like, specific moods where I'm craving one over the other and for me it's almost always a spot stuff at this point because that's my jam um but yeah i i do often tell partners to do it and i'm not always like explicit because i don't always want to get into like a sex ed conversation with like say a random tinder hookup where i'm like there's this spot that's deep inside me and it was (laughs) pioneered by this malaysian researcher although that's fun (laughs) too but uh usually i just tell them go deeper 
And, yeah, I uh, have. <laughs> I mean, I have said deeper. That is yeah. a thing that comes up in sex sometimes. Oh, certainly. Yes. <laughs> um, but I don't know if I've ever sat down and like in my head been like, I want you on my A spot. And then somehow communicated that whether through like deeper or I want you on my A spot or just like pleading eyes like I haven't. <laughs> yeah, I think um, the past few years, I've really started to gravitate towards finger banging as one of my favorite partnered sexual acts and like definitely the most consistent way that I get off with partners. And I mm-hmm. think that's because it's so easy to direct someone to hit my A spot with their fingers. Like when someone's fucking me with their dick, I feel like I can't really, like I can say deeper, but I can't necessarily be like, press more against the front wall or like angle in this different way. Like partly because I don't know how to like verbally articulate how you would hit an A spot with a dick really. But um, with fingers, I can be much more explicit and I can even like grab someone's hand and like put it where I want it which I have done on a number of occasions because mm-hmm. I enjoy topping from the bottom a little bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, usually uh, if, if someone wants to get me off, I will have them fuck me very deep with their fingers. And it's very, very good. Oh, it's one of my favorite things. <laughs> Quite excellent. I also really like to uh, have partners fuck me with a toy. And in many cases that can be a relatively easy thing for them like if you if you have a good toy that like really does the job then that doesn't require a whole lot of skill on their part necessarily um i do have to sometimes correct them on their angling a little bit because a thing about the a spot is that it's really close to the cervix so it's easy to uh bang into the cervix which some people like and a lot of people really don't like mm-hmm. um for me that's usually uncomfortable often painful uh, so I just tell people to like really focus on the front wall and um, not hit me in the cervix. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cervix stuff I'm either indifferent to or like hugely squicked by. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't even as- occasionally it hurts, but usually it's just like, ew, that's the grossest feeling I've ever felt in my entire life. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting because, like, when I started talking about the A spot and writing about it and stuff, I got a lot of correspondence from people who were like, oh, I've always liked getting fucked really deep, but I always thought it was a cervix thing. And sometimes this confuses them because they have had their cervix crashed into before and they know that they don't like that sensation, but then they're also like, but why do I like getting fucked deeply so much? And it's like it's problematic in a number of ways that like the spot that can be so pleasurable is right next to a spot that can be really not pleasurable and like... It can be a yeah. hazard. Like, even me sometimes, the A spot's my favorite thing. I know exactly how to find mine. But when I'm on my period and my cervix is low and more sensitive, sometimes I won't bother with trying to hit my A spot because it's just, like, the risk of that pain is too much and I don't want to take it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, pain is definitely a thing, but also, and this is going to be a weird sentence, <laughs> but touching my cervix feels like touching my insides. Mm-hmm. And, like, I understand that the rest of my hole is also inside of me, but, like... <laughs> I mean, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, you don't, like, touch my A spot over there in the other side of the room. Um, like, I, I understand that it's all in me, mm-hmm. but my cervix feel like my innards, like my kidneys or something. Like, don't touch it. <laughs> like, I don't know. It feels like finger banging my kidneys is what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> Someone's got to be into that for sure. <laughs> it's just, I don't like it. Yeah. It upsets yeah, I feel me. That. <laughs> a thing that's cool about the A spot that I've I only noticed recently, I noticed this during some very, very good PIV sex. Um, dude was banging me with his dick. I, <laughs> I feel like I need to specify that because we've been talking about a lot of finger and toy stuff um and i was touching my clit and i had he was banging me very deep um and i god i came all over his cock as they say and um (laughs) as they say the kids these (laughs) days they being partners who know what to say to make me come um and uh and he happened to be like all the way inside me as i came and i find that this is maybe 
one of my favorite things about a spot stim is that not only does it feel really good while I'm working up to orgasm, but also if you're all the way in there already, when I start to come, then like my whole vag clenches around whatever's in there, which to me is more satisfying than something being only partially inserted or nothing being inserted at all. So like it, it results in a bigger, stronger orgasm. Um, and I think that there's actual science somewhere I read that, that supports that this type of orgasm releases more dopamine. I think maybe Naomi Wolf talks about it in her book, Vagina, uh, which totally makes sense to me because these orgasms after them, I'm so much more like disoriented and like weirdly cheerful and almost kind of like subspacey, but not necessarily with a kink dynamic having been involved, just sort of like spacey and like fuck drunk compared to like G-spot stuff or stuff without penetration. It's really interesting. And I definitely notice, I think we've talked about this before, that like if someone gives me an A-spot orgasm, I have more like hard eyes feelings about them. Like I feel more bonded to them, which is like sometimes not such a great thing, but (laughs) can be nice also if you're in the right mindset for that and and it's an okay person to have those feelings about. Yeah. Yeah, I almost never orgasm without something in me. Like, mm-hmm. I really like having something to clench around, especially that's why I favor squishy toys as opposed to, like, firmer materials. Yeah. Because I find them so much better for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to, when I was selling them in a store, I'd compare it to, like, a stress ball for your junk. Like, it gives you something to, like, squish and squeeze around, Mm -hmm. which that kind of tactile feedback for my muscles I find really, really helpful. Um, Here's a question for you, though. When you're having an A-spot orgasm, do you... um, Do you keep thrusting through orgasm, or do you just hold it in place? Because for me, I thrust until I get really, really close, and then I just need to kind of hold it deep and focus on external stuff for the last, like, you know, second or two to get over the edge, and then during orgasm. Because thrusting while I get off is, like, too much. Hmm. I've noticed that with partners, that, like, they don't know when to stop because they can't (laughs) feel me. You know what I mean? And then I'm like, ah... (laughs) (laughs) that's interesting uh also this episode is very pornographic and i'm into it (laughs) (laughs) whoops Uh, yeah uh so when i'm jerking off i i only know this because i've watched videos of myself having orgasms i think that i don't have the presence of mind while i'm actually getting off to be aware of what the fuck is going on Mm -hmm. but i've noticed that i do stop at the moment of orgasm like both clit stuff and penetration stuff tends to come to a standstill uh but I think that that's just because the sensations are so intense that I'm kind of like frozen. Um, and I've noticed that if if I'm with a partner, usually they will like speed up their fucking and like do it harder and more while I'm coming. And I actually like that better, but I have yet to be able to really do that to myself. Uh, yeah. The I don't even know of, how you would practice that, really. <laughs> the presence of mind thing is definitely a thing, but I find I get really overwhelmed when partners keep fucking me when I'm coming. Um, and, like, that could probably be a fun kink thing if I yeah. wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes it's too much. Um, and I always wind up, like, the first thing I do after coming is, like, grabbing their hand or hip or whatever and being like, ha 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 Yeah. And just, like, waving at it. But I also, it's really easy for me to get overstimmed, Mm. like, just in general and in sexy things. Yeah. I've noticed, for me, a lot of aftercare is just closing my eyes. Mm. Um, And I feel bad because, like, or even during intense kink, closing my eyes. And I feel bad because I feel like, I think we've talked about this, I feel like I'm, like, closing them out and, like they're gonna feel like I'm pretending they're not there or whatever and I'm not like yeah I want to be looking at them but like hell when I'm fucking my sir I look at him and I'm like oh god you're too hot it's too much (laughs) I cannot (laughs) like there's there's too much happening there's too much like you know for the love of god there's like a fist in me sometimes and it's Mm -hmm. like I can't absorb that and everything else that's happening yeah 
That's interesting. I actually feel that I'm the opposite with A-spot stuff, which is that uh, right after I come, it gets really sensitive, but in a really good way. So Mm -hmm. I often quite incoherently at that point will ask partners to keep fucking me harder and faster and more. Um, I take stuff off my clit because my clit cannot handle at that point. But um, I distinctly remember one time a dude was finger banging me and I came and I started to just like babble nonsense words at him. And he he did not stop, but he was like, English, I need you to speak English. Um, (laughs) And I was like, more, please, harder, faster. Um, And he did it. And it's uh, one partner described it to me as like he liked that that was something that I enjoy because sometimes if I came he would feel like he had to immediately stop things and he might not be ready to stop yet so that kind of like final push after I come would be like fun for him and it it can definitely be a kink thing too like it's definitely like pushing your body to the limits of the the pleasure that it can feel which is oh very good (laughs) yeah yeah definitely that like I could definitely be intuitive like you know saying it's too much and then being told like that's too bad it's not for you (laughs) you know like i'm not done using you yet like Mm -hmm. that could (laughs) Mm -hmm. that was a full-on kink giggle i just had there yes it was (laughs) i heard that my goodness (laughs) um that could (laughs) you okay there babe you need a minute oh i'm just having some a spot feelings over here god (laughs) fuck it's all right proceed (laughs) Okay. Um, so that could definitely be a thing. Uh, but, like, in practice and, like, on my own, I'm just, like, I, like, I can keep doing clit stuff. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and internally, I like to have something still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I don't like to take stuff out immediately unless it's something that's, like, huge then sometimes I'm like, oh, okay, this needs to come out now. Um, <laughs> but if it's just something I'm used to, then uh, a lot of times I'll like to leave it in for a little while. And if I leave it in long enough, when I go to move it again, I'm like, oh, hey, that feels good again. <laughs> and then maybe I can go like for a little while longer. Um, but I do need that minute. And uh, that refractory period has gotten longer since I've been on tea, too. I used to be able to go again, like, immediately, and now I'm like, I'm gonna take a nap and eat some ice cream. (laughs) Cool. Interesting. Yeah. I I was struck by what you said a few minutes ago about that you prefer squishy toys for this, because I have gravitated increasingly away from silicone toys and more toward steel and particularly glass ones in the past few years, especially as I've been getting more into A-spot stuff. And I think it's because my A-spot really prefers intense pressure, which I didn't even know until partners started mentioning like, oh yeah, finger banging you requires endurance and like finger strength. And I was always like, what? Like to me, it just felt like they were like gently stroking along the surface of my skin. But (laughs) (laughs) um, for them, there was quite a bit more pressure involved. And I noticed this too, when um, our friend Kenton from Funk It Toys sent me a prototype he had made of a toy that was meant to target the A spot. And uh, I noticed that it was it was just like too squishy to do a good job of that for me personally. Um, I don't know if it's always the case that this spot requires intense pressure. Like you hear that about the G spot a lot that it requires for most yeah. people pretty intense pressure. And it would um, make sense, right? It's yeah deeper. Like the clit is outside of the body. Mm-hmm. You're touching right on the glands or through the this thin layer of skin that's the hood. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is. like a structure inside of the body that you're pushing through the walls to get to so Mm -hmm. it makes sense that you'd need more pressure which is but that's part of why i never like identified it as the a spot right away because i'm not using a lot of firm pressure i'm not using a hard material toy i'm not using something long with a thin curve at the tip Mm mm-hmm Which is what I usually say a toy has to be like for the A spot, but like... And that's usually what I would say too, like what I would sell too. But I'm using this big, like, squishy battering ram. (laughs) But it's, meanwhile, it's still feeling distinctly different than my G spot stuff. And it's definitely, like, clearly deeper. 
It's so interesting that, like, in theory, like, when people ask about A-spot toys, I always do say something long that's, like, mostly straight but with a slight curve at the tip, which just makes sense if you kind of visualize what a vagina looks like and where the cervix is oriented and where the A-spot is in relation to that. But one of my favorite A-spot toys ever is the fucking Sculptures Double Trouble, which is, like, fucking enormous. It's this big S-shaped toy. So it has that sort of shallow curve to it, but it's not slim at all and it makes me think that maybe the shape of it is altering the shape of my vagina when it's in there such that it's almost pushing skin out of the way to be able to snake up into the a spot and not bother my cervix i always wish that i could see some kind of like x-ray of of what that does to my vag because i don't understand how it hits my a spot but it does it's the best thing i have for that job (laughs) yeah i think um I think with the outlaw, because it's so squishy, it probably isn't, like, slipping past the cervix the way those thinner toys do. Mm -hmm. It probably is just, like, barreling past it and hitting my (laughs) cervix, but it's soft and squishy and my cervix is like, meh, whatever. Like, (laughs) Can um, I tell you a nerdy thing about PIV? Yes. This is perplexing. Isn't that what this show is for? (laughs) Yes. So, you know my uh, former fuck buddy who we threesomed with. Yes. You recall he has quite a thick penis. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. So, uh, it's the type of dick that I wouldn't think would be able to hit my A-spot because it's probably too thick to be able to really get up in there. But one time he told me this theory of his that if he's like a little bit soft, that his dick can kind of like snake into different positions than it would normally be able to get into. So he he tried to show me what he meant. I don't even know how this dude like manages to like stay a little bit soft. Like I don't know what he's doing cognitively to make that happen. <laughs> but he did it and I noticed that his dick was indeed able to get up in my A spot when it formerly had not been able to. And I was like, that's fucking fascinating. I don't know how to use this information, but that's so cool. <laughs> that is cool. And that does make sense. Mm-hmm. Didn't he compare it to a potato once? (laughs) I had just taken a sip of beer and now I've choked and died. He said he he once told me that he had such an intense morning wood boner that it was like he was smuggling a potato. (laughs) Which to this day is one of my favorite descriptions I've ever heard of a dick in my entire life. It's so vivid. It's so fucking vivid. <laughs> I have one other nerdy PIV thing for you. Yeah. And I mentioned this in my workshop because I just thought it was fucking fascinating. I had tweeted a while ago that I was looking to speak to people with penises who have fucked people who like A-spot stim because I was writing an article about it for Glamour and I didn't know how to describe, like, what do you do if you have a dick and you're trying to target the A-spot? Because I don't have a dick. I don't know. And... um I got a DM from a dude who told me that with his partner, and only with this particular partner, if he fucked her really deep and got his dick up in her A spot, it was like it created a mild suction on the head of his dick such that it felt amazing to him. And he described it as feeling almost like a tiny little mouth on the head of his penis. And he said he'd never felt anything like it before with anybody else. And so this was like very pleasurable for both of them, which is awesome. And I was like, fuck, like, I, I, I would imagine that that depends a lot on, like, the dick has to be the exact right size to slide up into that person's exact right anterior fornix and, like, line up perfectly. But, oh, my God, like, how fascinating is that? Yeah, that's super cool. Magic. Vagic. Yeah. Ooh. But, like, how do you break up with someone who your dick perfectly fits into? <laughs> God, I don't think I could do it. Like... I could, but fuck. Yeah. I had a partner. My partner who I was with for three and a half years had one of those dicks that was like, it didn't do the suction thing to my knowledge, but it was at that time the perfect dick for me. And I told this to my best friend at the time when we broke up and every person I dated for a while after that, she was like, okay, but what's his dick like? Like, (laughs) is it, is it perfect dick material? And 
what I ultimately have learned is that different dicks have their advantages. We did a whole episode about dicks where you can yeah. just talk about this. Um, they all they all kind of have upsides and downsides, right? We like, really love dicks. Oh, they're so good. I remember one time I was editing like a trailer. I think it was our our like teaser for our Patreon thing, and I was like putting all these highlights in it. And I was like, is this too many references to dicks? Like, I don't know when is. Too we need dicks. to man like I mean we need to manage their expectations, right? <laughs> so I think it's reasonable to put a lot of references and dicks about dicks in there just yeah. so they really understand what we're getting into. I was just like, trying to be authentic, if you will. <laughs> and include all of those awful puns in there too, just just so they're not blindsided. <laughs> oh. Fuck that and fuck yeah is a segment where we tell you something we hate and something we love. I think mine are about the A spot this week and yours are maybe not, but that's cool. (laughs) It's our show. I have a lot of things going on, Kate. (laughs) What's your fuck that, friend? My fuck that is just being sick because I was very sick last week sorry it was the first week i've ever not been on the show which was really upsetting um we missed and i like and by we i mean me (laughs) they did too probably maybe they did i just meant there's nobody else working on this show it's just me over here (laughs) oh well yeah (laughs) um but i think we have listeners i think Uh, so the charts would seem to indicate as much, but who can say? <laughs> uh, you you can era. say. You have access. <laughs> I do. Um, but yeah, I like spent three days not able to get off of the couch or move at mm-hmm. all. Like my roommate was literally holding glasses of water so I could drink. It was a hot mess, and I'm really glad that I'm not there anymore and mm-hmm. slowly recovering. <laughs> Yeah, me too. I was super worried about you. You're not allowed to yeah. die because then this show would be called The Dildork and nobody fucking wants that, so. Y'all won't believe how many times she's held that over my head. <laughs> it's important, okay? It's something you need to keep in mind in all your decisions. <laughs> you can't you can't do something stupid because then you'll die and the show will be called The Dildork <laughs> all the time. It's true, though. Who I mean, the fuck I mean, wants you're to listen to wrong. me monologuing about shit? Like, no. <laughs> this is fair. This is fair. No, you're supposed to be like, it's fascinating when you monologue I about love shit, when Kate. you monologue. I love when you monologue. The show would be fine without me. I was actually just thinking about if I'm the straight man in this podcast, because I think I am. No, 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 no. Neither <laughs> of us are straight men. <laughs> well, Yes. But also, <laughs> in our there's comedy no, duo, there's no sense of the phrase straight men in which I fall into that description. <laughs> Nor do you. It's fine. <laughs> What's your fuck that? My fuck that is straight men. Um. <laughs> oh, but I date so many of them. Fuck. <sighs> I need to re-examine my life choices. <laughs> No, my fuck that is uh, dick size anxiety, which comes up a lot with the A spot when I start talking about how it's really deep inside me. Um, I feel like a lot of men use this as an opportunity to intensify their dick size anxiety, and that doesn't necessarily have to affect anything. Like, I've found... Various different positions and positioning aids can help a dick get in there if it's like even five-ish inches. And if it's smaller than that, oh, I guess I should explain what those positions are. If you uh, if you pull your knees closer to your chest, then it shortens the vagina. And there's a variety of different positions where you can do that. And also I find putting pillows under my butt or a liberator wedge or something like that can help a lot with that. But And, like, really deep in a vagina is not that deep. Right, right. It's pretty deep, but, like... Yeah, and then these dudes get, like, all worried that if they can't hit my A-spot with their dick that I'm not going to enjoy sex with them. 
And like most of the partnered A-SWAT stuff I have done has been with fingers or toys, both of which are great and like probably actually better suited to hitting the A-SWAT in most cases. And I don't view it as like a downgrade if a partner fucks me with a toy and that's how I get off. Like that to me is like very intimate. It's very hot in a kink way. Uh, I enjoy it a lot. Um, A lot of my fantasizing is about past times that partners have used toys on me. So I don't view that as like a poor substitute for the dick. Uh, And it it makes me sad that that people think I'm not going to want to fuck them if their dick is like not what they think is going to be up to par for me. Because as we've said many times on this show, all dicks are great. (laughs) Yes. Just thinking about boys fucking me with toys and wound up in a whole other place it's very very good shit what's your fuck yeah my fuck yeah is middle of the night masturbation uh (laughs) when you wake up and you're like half asleep and like decide to get off before going back to sleep because it's so good, and I've done it a couple of times, and one of the times I did it when I was sick last week, actually, as a way to kind of distract myself and, like, get myself back to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really, really good, because I was, like, only half aware of it, and you get to kind of, like, live in the fantasy since you're half asleep and kind of dreaming anyway. Yes. Um, and, like imagining my partner like fucking me out of service to me and just because I wasn't feeling good and to help me to go back to sleep and like telling me to do it however I wanted but also thinking about how like he would be holding back all of that dummy energy and like wanting to reflexively take control but also trying to it was just very good and I was just having a lot of feelings (laughs) Uh, and it's, like, that extra haze of being half asleep and, um, like, having it have that whole dreamlike quality to it is just very, very good. Mm, that's reminding me of, I really like to have sex when I'm super sleepy. Yeah. Uh, and similarly to, like, intoxicated sex, it's something I would probably only want to do with someone I knew pretty well and, and trusted. Um, but I really like it because it removes a lot of my inhibitions and anxiety for the most part. And I also feel weirdly more immersed in the sex I'm having because I almost don't have the cognitive capacity at that point to like focus on distractions. And it's, oh, it's so very good. Yeah, I love that. And I also like, I feel like I have a little bit of a kink for like intoxicated sex, which I've never actually done with partners. Um, Mm -hmm. But for me, it's kind of wrapped up in like a con non con power kind of thing because when you're half asleep or a little drunk or a little high you're a little vulnerable Mm -hmm. and the other person has that little bit more power and again that's super shitty to do with someone that is not like something you've negotiated yeah um but if it's something you've negotiated and like it's a partner you trust or whatever that i'm like super into that like even um my partner and I were out and I was buying him drinks as like a service thing and he would lean over and like pour some of the drink into my mouth and like hold it to my lips so I would drink it and hold it tip it just for a little bit longer than I could take so Mm -hmm. I had like that extra gulp that like was a little too much and it was just (laughs) like that subtle power exchange thing that was just oof very very good Uh, it's my favorite BJ technique the extra gulp (laughs) (laughs) and that's it for me folks (laughs) oh you need to ask me a question no i know what's your fuck yeah (laughs) my fuck yeah is the standard glass s-curve dildo oh my goodness specs me and my vagina thank you very much for (laughs) gifting me this toy almost a year ago uh it is it has become literally my favorite sex toy since you gave it to me i love it so much it's this like long s-curve shaped glass dildo that is really the a spot whisperer and i remember that when you gave it to me you were like it'll hit your a spot and i was looking at it i was like i don't know if it will but then i i tried it i think that night with my fuck buddy in a hotel and i was like well yep (laughs) bex was right as per always (laughs) 
<laughs> it's so good and it's really pretty mine is bright turquoise and they come in a bunch of different colors and fuck they're very very good they're really pretty and like everyone loves them mm-hmm. which is cool and like i so and it's making me want one just because they're so pretty and everyone loves them but like i don't like hard material toys and i don't like thin toys and it is both of those things yeah. So I really shouldn't get one, but also everyone <laughs> in like the sex blogger community is screaming at me to get one. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if I see one cheap or like really pretty. There's we used to get these dark side of the moon looking ones <laughs> where it was black. It was like a black core with a clear outside, but it had swirls of rainbow around the black core. Oh my god. Oh, they were so pretty. Help me. Yeah. I don't think everyone loves them, though. Like, I think uh, our friend Epiphora reviewed it, and she didn't like it, because it, it wasn't great for G-spot stuff. Mm. But for me, um, like, I'm not normally that into toys that thin either, which is part of also why I was skeptical about it. But it is thin enough to be able to slide up into the A-spot, and I've found that the girth kind of adds to the intensity of an orgasm for me, but I I don't need it to get there. Uh, so, fuck, I love that toy. I just did my, like, year-end top nine new toys I received this year blog post on girlyjuice.net, and that was number one, because it's, it's fucking uh, exemplary. Love, love, love. <laughs> That's it for this episode, folks. I uh, wanted to say a shout-out to... Kevin Patterson from Poly Role Models, because he's the one who mentioned to us on Twitter that we should do an episode about this. And it, it, I hadn't even really thought about it because I didn't think that we would have an hour's worth of material to say about the A-spot. But it turns out we, we just have an hour worth of porn. Uh, <laughs> so, oops. <laughs> yeah, so thank you to Kevin for that. I think we're maybe going to try to have him on in 2018. Cause yeah, yeah really interesting guy doing really interesting work and i am excited about that uh i have been kate sloan you can find my sex blog at girlyjuice.net and the rest of my writing at katewritesaboutsex.com i'll link it in the show notes too but if you go to that website and go to the essays section i wrote a piece for glamour a few months ago about my kind of journey of discovering the a spot and i i read the original study about it and included a lot of scientific info about it in there. So if you want a little bit more like background info on the spot and about my experiences with it, you can read that. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at girly underscore juice. Where is your stuff? I'm Bex. You can find my writing at bextalksex.com and I'm on Twitter and Instagram at bextalksex. Together with the Dildorks, you can find us at the Dildorks on Twitter and Instagram or at the Dildorks.com. You can also find us by searching The Dildorks in your favorite podcast app. While you're there, rate and review us. It makes us easier to find for other folks, and it makes me smile. You can also find us at patreon.com slash the Dildorks, where you can toss us a couple bucks and help us keep doing what we're doing. This week, tweet at us at the Dildorks on Twitter and let us know if you've found your A-spot yet or what other lesser-known areas you like stimulated. Oh, there's so many, so many good ones. If you, if we're fucking and you like stand <laughs> or like lay or whatever, if you are in a position that is behind me with uh-huh. like your chest against my back and kiss or bite anywhere on my neck and shoulders, I will melt immediately. Oh, me too. I totally have that thing too. Like Oof. just, it is, you know how you talked about your A spot as like your push for orgasm button? That's mm-hmm. mine. <laughs> yeah it's just it's a lot yeah i have a spot up there that i refer to as my second clit and uh, i've had a few partners who <laughs> were determined to figure it out and would do like mouth stuff to it almost like they were actually performing oral sex on it <laughs> uh and i could get like almost to orgasm literally uh which was very surprising to me bodies yeah. are so cool <laughs> yeah Hey, thank you to Protodome for the use of our theme song, I Want You in My Bedroom, from his album Chip Funk, which you can find at protodome.bandcamp.com. And thank you to Amy Gardner, who is at starboots underscore on Twitter. She did our logo for us. It's so very good. And thank you to you for listening. 
Until next time, folks, get out there and live your sexy, dorky life. Do your levels look good? Yeah, well, I don't know what they look like. They just look like spiky things. Yeah, but do they look good? <laughs> I guess you don't know how to answer that question. I have no idea what that means. Do they look normal? Yeah. Okay. They shouldn't be peaking too high. Like, they shouldn't be, like, flattening out at the top. They're not flattening out at the top. They're spiky at the top. Okay. Good. Like a good haircut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're so cute. Please be my friend. Okay, I'm very sleepy. It's okay. I'm going to guide you through this journey. Okay. <laughs> uh, maybe make that mangled mess into a sentence that makes me sound coherent. Um, you don't want to try it one more time for me? <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I guess. I, I don't think there was enough there to make a <laughs> sensical thought. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> okay. Hang on, the cat still won't stop making noise and it's all gonna come up on the thing. What the fuck is wrong with you? No, fuck you. I'm sorry, my cat is climbing all over my microphone like a goddamn jungle gym. I can't... <laughs> Why is this happening, Kate? Why? Why is she like this? I don't know, babe. Mm. Sorry, she's thirsty and annoying and I'm sleepy. <laughs> Every boy I've ever sexted at 2 a.m. <laughs> oh, it's such a problem. <laughs> uh, I have more I want to say about that, actually. Okay. Keep talking about finger banging. <clears throat> Always, yes. Can my fuck yeah be jerking off while I'm si- while I was sick and talk about what I jerked off to? Of course. I mean, we're already porny, right? Let's get porny. <laughs> porny a glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, folks. Get out there. <laughs> I swallowed in the middle of the sign off. And that was oh. weird. I've never done that before. Oh. That was such an awkwardly long pause. Okay. You don't usually swallow? <laughs> I gave a bead recently and afterward, dude was like, did you swallow? And I was like, uh, like, do you see calm anywhere? Like, like where do you think course? it went? Like, <laughs>